racing around. Drops! Think about Loa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! The Crimson Tide will not be denied. Welcome back into Second and 26, your dedicated Alabama podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Suttles, your Alabama beat writer here for The Athletic. You can always catch me on WJOX 94.5 every Monday through Friday from 10 to 2. And it's uh, it's National Championship game night. I'm recording this before the game, and hopefully this will be released before the game. So uh, we got Clemson going for its third national championship in four years, which would give Dabo Sweeney the honor of joining the all-time greats, Nick Saban, Frank Leahy at Notre Dame, Tom Osborne at Nebraska, the only other three coaches that have ever won three national championships in four years in the modern era of college football. And then on the other side, you've got the SEC affiliation with the LSU Tigers and Ed Orgeron going for his first, which would be the third national championship since, uh, what, 2000 of, of this century for LSU. And we'll, um, we'll get to in a second, the Derrick Henry stuff that we're starting to see and all of the sort of hilarious takes revisiting, you know, when he was coming out and, and the hilarious uh, projections that were, were really wrong <laughs> about Derrick Henry. But uh, get you caught up a little bit since our last podcast. Steve Sarkeesian is staying at Alabama, Mississippi State, hiring Mike Leach, the pirate over there in Starkville, that's going to be entertaining for a lot of reasons. And so it appears that Steve Sarkeesian is staying, which is a good thing for Alabama. You need continuity with your coordinators, and that's something that Alabama hasn't had in a few years. So the fact that you won't be replacing Steve Sarkeesian after one year is good, unless you know something crazy happens and some more openings come up and he, he wants to see that out or if he just leaves, which I don't foresee happening. But right now Steve Sarkeesian will be back in 2020 to work with Mac Jones and Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell and John Mechie and those receivers to coordinate that offense. And it looks like he's going to have Najee Harris back. We still have not heard anything from Najee Harris. Reminder, he has a week. He has until January 20th to decide what he's going to do. And um, he's given no indication of that. You know, we've seen from other players they've put out on social media They've put out graphics and statements, and some of them have announced that they're leaving. Some of them have announced that they're coming back. Obviously, Tua, the only one that's had the press conference to announce that he's going to be entering the 2020 NFL Draft. But we don't know officially from Najee Harris what he's going to do. And we can all the signs point to, to that he's coming back, and those signs would include the fact that he went on social media yesterday and he was in Alabama's weight room. Um, the fact that he there was a, another social media post where he's working out uh, in the indoor practice facility with Mac Jones, so um, signs are pointing there. But I I would hi- I would highlight to everyone he still has a week to make his decision. But right now it would appear that he's going to be back. So just a quick quick inventory of of what we know will be back for Alabama in 2020. Uh, we know that left tackle Alex Leatherwood's back. We know that the middle linebacker Dylan Moses is back. Wide receiver Devontae Smith, who had an unbelievable season, he's back. It would appear Najee Harris is back. So um, not a um, not a total loss when you start doing inventory on who's gone, who's coming back for Alabama. So they'd appear to be in pretty good position in that regard. 
Um, I told you about Steve Sarkeesian. A lot of fans anxious. They, they'd like to see a staff change at defensive coordinator for Alabama. Uh, I have no news on that. I, I don't know either way what Nick Saban thinks of the job that Pete Golding has done as defensive coordinator. I know what you guys have thought of it because I've seen it in your your Twitter uh, Twitter handles. I've seen it in messages directed at me. And um, so we know what the average fan thinks about Pete Golding, but what Nick Saban thinks, and let's be honest here, he's really the only one that matters. He'll be making that decision. Uh, we, we don't have a clear indication either way of um, – of what P. Golding will do. And I would say that's not unheard of. To, to I mean, listen, if he's going to keep him, he's not going to come out and say, I'm keeping him. That's not Nick Saban's style. And right now, in terms of staff changes, it's really not the best time because you got, um, what, three more weeks until the second national signing day? And so if you're recruiting a kid and his position coach suddenly up and leaves or he's shown the door, regardless of what happens, but if that position coach is gone – that could affect the recruitment. It will affect the recruitment of that young man. Same, same says not only if his position coach, but you know these these assistant coaches recruit in territories. Like um, you know, you coach X Y Z, you're you're going to be given Mobile. Okay, you're going to be given Florida, this part of Florida, the Panhandle. You're going to be given whatever. So all these assistant coaches have areas of the country in to which they recruit. So you don't want the main recruiter on a guy to leave right now either. So it's a it's a little bit of a waiting game in, in terms of us trying to figure out what Nick Saban will do. I don't have any indication that Pete Golding is is going to be gone here or there. I do think there will be some staff changes that you will see start trickling out maybe after um, the second signing day is wrapped up. And uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that for now. We're coming off uh, a, a fairly historic NFL playoff weekend and it's it's historic because of Derrick Henry and I don't need to tell you anything about Derrick Henry because you probably know chapter and verse about what he did at the University of Alabama um, his 2015 season is the stuff of legend him you know going for 30 carries 35 carries against uh, against LSU in the 40s against Auburn in the 40s against Florida in the SEC championship game and then in the 30s against Clemson in the national championship game. He's a workhorse. And in those of us who watched him, especially that season in 2015, he got stronger as the game went on. That's just the type of back he is. He's a bulk carry guy. And a lot of people had questions about how that would translate into today's NFL. Let's be honest. There aren't bulk carry guys in the NFL anymore. I mean, it's not, it's not the NFL of 20, 30 years ago. You're not going to get a guy. It's going to go out and average 25, 30 carries. That's just not the way, it's not where the game is right now. But that's what Derrick Henry's been doing down the stretch. And it's certainly what he's done at the end of the season and the first two rounds for the Tennessee Titans. In the history of the NFL, which is celebrating what, it's 100th year this season? It's a lot of years. It's a lot of really good football players to examine. He is the first player in the history of the NFL to post back to back to back 180-yard rushing games. He went for 182 versus New England. He went for 195 against Baltimore. And in the last game of the regular season, he also went over 100 yards. In fact, he went up for 200 
that game. Derrick Henry has played in four postseason games in his career. In three of them, he has topped 150 yards. Back in 2017 in the first round, when the Titans knocked off Kansas City, he went for 156. And this year in the playoffs, he's gone for 182 and 195. But think about what I just said in the history of the NFL. Think about all the great running backs we've seen in that time. I mean, Walter Payton, Emmitt Smith, Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, Bo Jackson, Herschel Walker, big physical freaks even like, like Derek, Earl Campbell. Nobody has posted three consecutive games of at least 180 yards rushing. Derrick Henry did. It's crazy what he's doing right now. It's crazy that a one-dimensional sort of throwback Tennessee Titans offense has knocked off in consecutive weeks the juggernaut that is the New England Patriots and the number one seeded Baltimore Ravens. And they've done it on the road. The running game travels, man. This is the time of year when when you can run the football. And that Tennessee Titans offensive line has been great. But to see Derrick Henry do what he's doing right now in in the face of on the road with those teams that he's doing against makes it all the more impressive. And since since his game over the weekend, we've started to see some very salty Alabama fans revisit some takes that people had about Derrick Henry in the 2015 season and during the draft process and for the 2016 NFL draft. And, you know, it makes those people that, that had these takes look sort of ridiculous. You know, you had uh, Derrick Henry's being overused at Alabama. And at the time, that wasn't really, from an outsider's perspective, that wasn't really all that controversial a take. But you got to know Derrick Henry. You had to have covered Derrick Henry and watched games that he played. That's when that guy's in his... He's not getting weaker, which is... When you start talking about players and their weakness, I'm talking about fatigue. Derrick Henry doesn't fatigue like a normal running back. He seems to somehow get stronger. And it makes sense when you consider the fact that he's six foot three, 250 pounds. Right? I mean... He's not the only one that's getting fatigued on the field. So when that fatigue sets in for the defense, it makes him a physical freak all the more difficult to tackle, which is why you start to see the breakaway runs that he has. I mean, the, the defenses get tired of tackling him. 6'3", 250, runs a 4'5". It's, it's impressive to see what he's doing. But revisiting some of the, you know, Derrick Henry will not be an elite running back in the NFL. It's still probably too soon. To, to make any you know sort of declaration on what Derrick Henry will or won't do in terms of his career and, and where that ranks, but there's no questioning what he's what he's done. He's already carved his name in NFL history. You know, 180 yards, check three times in a row, check, check, check. He's just checking them off, and certainly the challenge would pe- appear to be very, very difficult for the Titans going on the road to Kansas City this weekend and that, that great offense they have with, with Patrick Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill and, and those guys. But at this point, I don't know how you can ride off the Titans because that offensive line is giving Derek a lot of holes to run through and he's breaking a lot of arm tackles and he's outrunning linebackers and he's outrunning defensive backs. 
it's incredible. Uh, you know, if you're an Alabama fan, I, I I guess you're sad that the the season ended the way it did for Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram had a great year for the Baltimore Ravens, and but that, I mean, those guys were going head to head. If you saw Nick Saban, the CBS did an interview with Nick Saban, uh, sort of a pre-package during their studio show before the game, talking about both running backs. And you know, Nick Saban, if you haven't seen it, I, I tweeted it uh, over the weekend. You can go back through my, my timeline on my feed and, and see the video that CBS Sports put together. But, you know, he's, Nick Saban's sharing memories of both of those guys, saying, you know, the, the thing with Derrick Henry and his recruitment is everybody wanted to use him as a linebacker. And Nick Saban said, you know what, I'll let you play where you want to play. And where Derrick Henry wanted to play was running back, and it seems to have worked okay, right? It seems to have been okay. He won, he won a Heisman Trophy, and now he just set some NFL mark or, or done something in the history of the NFL that no one before him has ever done. I, I'd say it's worked okay. Um, and then for, with Mark Ingram, you know, a shorter guy, but runs behind his pads. Anyway, if you, if you haven't seen the video, it's up. It's up on the. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Aaron Suttles and, and scroll down. It's, it, I haven't tweeted that much since the weekend, so you can find that. But it's been an awful lot of fun watching Alabama playoff guys, uh, Alabama guys in the playoffs. There's been a lot of them. And, you know, now we're going to get Derrick Henry in the AFC Championship game. Reggie Ragland's on the Chiefs. On the NFC side, you get San Francisco and in Green Bay. And we see, we know J.K. Scott is booming punts for the Packers, but, um, Curious to get your thoughts on on Derrick Henry. I don't know that it's sustainable, you know. And the reason I say that is, you know, if you want to stop the run, there are ways to do it. You make yourself vulnerable vulnerable in other areas. And if you have a, a quarterback that can do that, that would certainly, um, you know, you just put ten guys in the box. If you want to stop the run, put ten guys in the box. I don't I don't care how good the running back is. There's not much you can do against that. But you know, if Ryan Tannehill proves to be a have some to, to give that offense some balance, how tough does that make stopping Tennessee going forward? It's been a remarkable run for them to go on the road to New England and to Baltimore and come out victorious and really sort of win with ease both those games. I mean, I know the New England game was only seven points, but it just felt like that game was in control for the Titans, and and it certainly was against the Ravens. And now Derrick Henry's playing for the AFC Championship game, and um. Can he do 180 again? I mean, I'm not putting it past him at this point. I'm I'm sort of almost equally intrigued. I don't know if you've caught the reaction to it's become a thing with Derrick Henry is is the Titans will will tweet out pictures of what he wore to the airport and then he wears that same thing to the game. And this week there was this unbelievable like all white outfit that Derrick had on and the week before was something so I'm sort of waiting to see what he wears to Kansas City. It's become it's become a thing with the Chiefs. Appreciate you listening to Second and Twenty Six. As always, uh, you can fire some questions up. We'll be putting another mailbox mailbox out, and we'll keep track of of Najee Harris and where that goes. And um, we got a, a special um, project coming out for you guys across the athletic and college football in um, in a week or so. So be on the lookout for that. Until then, I'm Aaron Suttles, and thanks for listening to Second and 26.